Episode 18 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast with an interview from Fayetteville, North Carolina, transformational coach, author, speaker, and podcast host, Matt Crump. Welcome to the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Claremont, and my goal is to help equip you through the personal brand small business startup process by providing you with enough tips and tools in these episodes so that your pivot through the small business startup process goes a lot smoother and you're more profitable quicker. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a like on the platform you're using. You can go to TomClaremont.com for more information on how I can help you with your new startup. Matt Crump from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Matt's an author, speaker, life and business coach and has a very popular podcast, Hope Revealed. He's had quite a journey through and after the military, and I'm sure we'll have some great perspectives for us today. Matt, thanks for taking some time out today to help those that are either starting or thinking of starting a small business. Yeah, thanks so much, Tom. And what a wild time to think about starting a business in this world, I tell you what. But uh, it is possible. It's just, uh, it's just different. Right, and I and I do hear some success stories uh, out there that uh, are from various people saying that you know now is the time to uh, to start a small business and uh, do a home based business because there's more people uh, at home and on the internet and uh, looking for home services, looking for business development. Uh, I'm hearing that uh, the coaching consulting space is is in high demand. Well, I think it really comes down to what type of coach and consultant you're looking for. I mm-hmm. think that's that could be very true. In some areas, it's uh, it's doing very well. In some other areas, it's not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a, a massive flow of people that are, are now ready to redefine themselves, leave their nine to five, and become entrepreneurs and make all the money and, and live a happy life happily ever after. And it doesn't always work that way. Um, it's not super simple. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but at the same time, uh, there are some incredible opportunities and incredible ways to learn how to do it effectively. Some of that stuff is not just super fast, happens right now. It does take a bit of time to work and, and, and get things in place to what they should be. But um, if, if led correctly and, and understood correctly, um, you can really be successful. And of course, you know, avoiding a lot of pitfalls with some of these fantastic get rich quick coaches and, and a lot of these places that promise all these great things and their price tags are are fantastically exuberant themselves. They're not worried at all because they're getting all the money from the folks that want to, to do things successfully and they're doing great. But at the end of the day, other folks out there are just still trying to make it happen. So it's possible. You just have to be very careful who you talk to and, and do your homework. Right, I I agree. Um, now you've been sort of a, a serial entrepreneur uh, throughout the years. How did you get started after your transition out of the military? Yes, just what you said. Eating a lot of cereal. It just takes a lot of time. We got to start somewhere, right? So, yeah, I got out of the military, but it's been a long while for me. I'm I'm a veteran of the Gulf War, and um, I served, my last duty station was the Berlin Brigade. I was there when the Berlin Wall was up and when the Berlin Wall came down. So it's been a couple of minutes. Wow. And uh, when I got out of the military, it was quite a different world. I, uh, I left the military, and one of my first jobs was um, I was a vacuum cleaner salesman. 
I realized that that job really sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On to different things, but uh, yeah, I know that's a, that's a bad joke. But uh, I really was a vacuum cleaner salesman, and it really did suck. But uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that my wife and I went through during those period of times, and and many years of evolving and learning different ways and things of, of life. Uh, of course, I I started in my professional life as a as a pastor in profession and in call. And so when I got out of the military, I, I pursued that rest of my degree there, got my master's of divinity and theology, uh, uh, my MDiv in theology and biblical counseling. Um, also had um, my training and education prior in marketing, sales and services. So got a couple of different ways that I would use my degrees, you know, but um, it, it, it just took a long while to process through things in life. And of course, back then when there was no internet and there were no cell phones and you know, things were changing quite dramatically. Now things are a completely different world and you can literally do almost everything you need to do on a cell phone. So uh, it's quite an interesting time to uh, to be launching in a business, especially for younger people, uh, for some of the ones that are not so young. Um, there are some, some learning curves for sure, um, but it's not really that hard. There are some things to make things easy to move into those areas. If, if you're capable and able to, to do those things you say you want to do. Right. And so throughout the years of, of you being an entrepreneur and the different uh, ventures that you've been involved with, what worked for you? What didn't work for you? How did you sort of tone into your, your skill set, your zone of genius, so to speak, to find what worked for you? I learned how to do everything wrong. <laughs> so I made a lot of mistakes over the past 30 years or so. And I tell people my coaching is how I can tell you everything what not to do. I know all what you shouldn't do. <laughs> it's pretty easy for me, which uh, tends to make people a bit more successful. So my, my failures have become other people's uh, fortune. So uh, I, I haven't always um, done everything right. And I made quite a few mistakes along the way. And there's a lot that I wish I wouldn't have made. Um, but it's, it's persistence, it's faith, it's believing in yourself, believing in, a, in something more than just a job, believing in a call that you have in your life. Um, and some of those things are, are, the Bible has a scripture that says it's like fire shut up in our bones. There's just certain things that we just can't not do, right? And for some of us that are entrepreneurs, we understand what that means. And for me, I've owned several brick and mortar stores in my days. And to go through something like we've been going through here in 2020 with COVID, I, I, I'm one, thankful I don't have a brick and mortar store right now. Um, two, so many people have lost their hopes and dreams. They've been shattered. And all the work they've put into everything they've wanted to do is just over, it seems. And the difference is people that are, are entrepreneurial in spirit that can say, okay, it's over. There is a grieving time. It's going to be a horrible moment, but there's a place where we pick it, pick ourselves back up, dust ourselves off and say, it's time to move forward into what's the next thing, Mr. and Ms. Entrepreneur, right? There's, there's right. opportunities out there now, like we've never mm -hmm. seen before. <laughs> and the good thing about it is that not everything has to be a full-time gig, right? Like right. you can you can do things part-time. You can have a day job or a night job and and have so most a, a side do. hustle. Yeah. Most people do. Most people that are really killing it are very small in number to the rest of the people that are that are just making it or doing part-time doing things to eventually get into that place. But um yeah, as much as people would just say, I just want to be this person all the time, full time. 
it doesn't always work that way. And, and it's, it's best to have a plan that doesn't, doesn't put you into that position of a, a mental failure, a mindset issue where you feel like nothing is possible anymore. Um, I've been there and it, things are possible. There are ways to do things, but you just have to think smart. Right. And even Superman needed Clark Kent, right? I mean, he had to be the the dull guy during the day, his day job, and, and then he could be Superman uh, as, as he was able yeah. and save the world, right? So I, I know we're going through a time of, of COVID right now. Eventually, it's going to subside, right? And what do you see as uh, anything that might be a good emerging market? Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I, I do have a friend that I've made on, on LinkedIn. Her name is Ann Sieg, and she owns a, a, a business um, where she works with Amazon and does Amazon stores, but she also trains people on how to do that themselves. And she is in a position where she she's very fortunate over a period of time, but she's making a lot of money at what she does, not through the coaching specifically, but through her business. And now the coaching is turning other people's lives into an area where you can take something like e-commerce and turn it into a profitable business for yourself. So I do believe that e-commerce is more valid today than ever has been before. Uh, more people are turning to e-commerce I hate that as a brick and mortar guy. I hate that as a guy who, who spouts shop local, hashtag shop local, right? I think that it's important to support local people. Uh, in my in my specialty and expertise in the businesses that I've owned, my last was a music store. And when people order stuff online and it comes to them not set up properly, comes to them broken, they don't know how to fix something, you need to go to the local XYZ store slash shop to get it taken care of. But guess what? When we continue to buy stuff online all the time, then guys like me and other people that have those little stores aren't around anymore because they can't afford to stay waiting for you to show up to get something fixed that you should have bought there in the first place. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a balance, obviously, but I think that in the midst of the world we're living in, there's no other way to think about it. But, but online e-commerce is definitely a massive way to consider how to move forward in business. Now, not everybody wants to be an e-commerce person. It takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of patience. There is great payoff. There can be. Um, there's many strong companies out there to be aligned with. But one of those areas for somebody specifically looking for a startup right now, somebody who's saying, look, I, I really don't want to do this particular job anymore. How can I start doing something to work myself out of this job? I would probably say one of the first places to go to and easiest places to start at would be through e-commerce. Right. I guess my perspective is sort of in the in the realm of of uh, personal services or um, um, educational realm. You know, to teach, yeah. And there's tons of things out there. I mean, we've got membership sites, we've got coaching sites, we've got all right. kinds of places that are that are booming up all the place. But the issue with something like that is eventually the market gets so oversaturated that the voices that you really want to hear you can't hear anymore and it it's a it's a horrible thing it happens that way on the front side you know when tony robbins started off and the things he does the way he coaches and talks um everybody in the world just loves this guy he's amazing right but I'll tell you what there's a lot of people like tony robbins are better out there in the world right now you don't even know their names mm -hmm. um, because he's already established in that place and now those windows and doors of opportunities that he had back in those years when he first started they're over 
<laughs> so now it's a different time, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. it. Just means there's different places and different ways to do things now. So when you're looking to be a part of a service industry or some place of teaching, you know, what are those places that are oversaturated? And what are those places that may not be oversaturated? And where are those places that may be oversaturated? You can do something a bit different to attract people to what you have to offer. There's there's always ways to look at doing it. Well, it doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be any short supply, as you said, with the motivational speakers, with the mindset sort of, um, you know, teachers and and motivators. I, I, you said Tony Robbins, but I know Mel Robbins has really, uh, you know, hit the scene uh, big time lately, and she's uh, she's excellent with with her motivational things. Um, but I do know what you mean by by the the uh, the, the voices getting drowned out. Uh, I, I do see that as well. Just taking a little break here in the middle, folks, to let you know about some free resources I have available on my website that you can take advantage of, which will help you start or grow your new small business. If you go to TomClaremont.com and then the resources page, you'll see I have some eBooks and other downloads available for you. Startup business books I recommend, as well as other podcasts that I think you'll benefit from. And some other vendor services I recommend and have affiliations with. Now let's get back to the episode. So, Matt, how do you sort of define success for, yeah. for you? For me, I always feel in my heart that success for me is to make somebody else successful. If I've been in a position where I can see somebody else become successful because some of the things that, that I've been called to do, the things that I've been given, the tools that I have in my hands, if those actually work for you and you became successful as a result of it, that's success. I mean, obviously, besides my family, which comes first, right? I mean, when it comes down to working and people's other things like that, for me, it's that type of place where that success is is ultimately the place to say I'm successful. When somebody can say, I can do this now. I don't need Matt. As a matter of fact, I'm better than Matt now. I want them to be better than me. That's successful. Sort of the giver's gain uh, philosophy, right? Absolutely. Givers always get mm -hmm. like, <laughs> So you provide coaching services for uh, businesses and executives as well, right? Who is your ideal customer? How, how do you define your ideal customer? Yeah, that's something I wrestled with for a couple of years. I'll tell you what. And uh, I, I know all the textbook ways of trying to find who your ideal client is, your avatar. And the one thing people would say, well, if you want to reach the world, you're going to get nobody, right? So... I'm the kind of guy that wants to reach the world. I want to help everybody in the world, right? So for me, I've been a drug addict. I've been an alcoholic. I've served in the military. I served during war. I have a, a doc. I have a, a degree in, in ministry, right? In the theology and biblical counseling. I've got degrees in marketing, sales, and service. I'm a graphic designer, an author. I'm a singer-songwriter. I was on tour. I traveled the world. I've spoken in front of, of many countries, right? I've done all these kinds of things over my life. At the end of the day, it makes you think like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> it's like I've done almost everything you can possibly think of. So what would an ideal client be for me? So what I've decided and found for myself is that instead of just saying my ideal client is uh, Joe, who's 35 years old, has two kids, makes $125,000 a year, disappointed with his life and work and wants to become an entrepreneur, right? Instead of that, my, my coaching programs, my marketing and my life 
are all specifically set up one certain way. I have one way that I do those things. It's one way that I feel it's effective. And in the type of content that I create, um, when I share, which I do a lot of video content, a lot of content uh, production that I do, I will specifically focus in on certain peoples with that type of content. It may be that I'm speaking on people that might have dealt with some type of addictions or problems in their lives for a period of time, or it might be that I'm going to speak into the life of, of an executive who's burned out and feels like they, they don't know if they can do it anymore. They don't, it's just the same old thing, right? One thing after another. It may be that I'm speaking into the life of a person who feels like they have done everything they possibly could do. And now they don't know what they're going to do. Right? So I, uh, instead of trying to shoot for all of them at one time, which makes no sense, I, I choose to specifically take time and uh, and share my content and my heart with people in in parts. And when I speak to those people, those people generally contact me and I stay busy for a period of time. And then it's time to release my next set of stuff towards a different set of people. So for me, that's how it works. I don't always coach people in that aspect because there's people that are just focused on the real estate industry or tourism. Right. So it's a different a different thing for me personally. I can I can connect with a lot of different people on a lot of different ways and a lot of different platforms, but I can't do it all at one time. I can't have a CEO of this company wanting to scale it to a two billion dollar company and then have uh, a guy over here who is a, a meth addict who just came off of meth and wants to get his life straight. That just two different types of, of people at that point, right? Mm. And they don't they don't function the same way at the same space. Um, but there's ways you can do those things. So for me, that's how I've kind of worked out with my ideal client. And I say, you know, my 25 cent statement is that I help executives, entrepreneurs, and euphoric individuals to align their beliefs with action so they can live a life of abundance. My biggest heart is to help people overcoming life obstacles so you can achieve your number one goal and live into that life of abundance. So if it's about obstacles, about goals and abundance, I'm the guy, right? And whether you're an entrepreneur, an executive, you fork individual, it doesn't matter to me. I know how to help you to get from the, from one place to the next. So your coaching uh, is more uh, for the, the personal side of, of development. Is that correct? Well, personal development is one side of coaching for sure. Um, but I feel it's, it's an all, it's an all above, you know, everything is involved. So for someone who I want to help, let's say, scale their business. I don't think it's possible for me to jump into a relationship with somebody to help scale their business if I don't have an understanding and a grasp of what they believe goals are, how to achieve goals, and how they handle time management in their life, how they handle their own personal development, right? So for me, I think it's important to really deal with those things on the front side before you're ever going to be successful moving down the line. If I try to provide something for somebody who is an awful person with time management, someone who is never follows through with things, right? A goal to them is just some lofty dream that they never try to achieve. Then we're never going to get through the other side of those things. So for me, it's, it's a both. And I feel like personal development and all those other things, they go together. It just depends on, on the type of person or people I'm speaking with. But it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching session for one person as their business. I could be more personal and move through things together. If it's me coming to uh, um, a boardroom and there's, Salespeople and uh, Bob, the manager, and and Fred or Sally, the the CEO. Then we're have a different type of meeting, right? Now, there's still gonna be personal stuff involved. There's still gonna be back and forth action, but we'll have a different different way to to present those things. So it just really comes down to in the sense of coaching, whether it's a one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's a business scenario, how, however it would come to me. 
Good. So now you've written a number of books. So tell us about the last book uh, that you've written. And, and you're about to launch a book, correct? I am. Yes, I've written several books. I, the first book that I published is called God's Got This. It's hashtag God's Got This. And it was really about uh, my journey in life over the past many years, especially during the time of cancer. And when somebody who you'd look at that says, well, this guy's been in the service of God. He's given his whole life, his family life, everything to serve people, done all this stuff for folks. He's been a super nice guy. And now he's going to have stage four cancer and going to die. That sounds like a really loving God. Sounds like a jerk to me. So I wanted to address that in the book, knowing that I was a person who was given eight months to live, know that I have to be a cancer patient for life, right? So what does it mean for me to say God's got this means that I don't. And I'm able to share with people how to apply certain tools to understand what these moments are like, how you can learn from things that have happened in your past that you may not have known were moments that you're supposed to learn something from that I call God's got this moments. So the book really leans into what that is, not just my life, but there's many stories that I use inside that book that um, help translate those stories. And there's also, it's interactive. So there's a two-page journal for every chapter because uh, there's three tools at the end of the book called Reflect, Receive, Respond. Those tools and shapes are used together to form a, a, a place x-ray formulation for you to go through on that journal after you've been inspired by the story to, to answer some questions for your own self and find some places where you may have had something that happened to you when you were 17 or 21 or 8 or 32. And you're like, I never knew that's what that was for. And you could process through it. So it was God's Got This. And then the rest of the other books that I've been working on now are all mostly focused on, on business and personal development and uh, things of that nature in the business world. My newest book coming out now is called Success Begins on the Inside. And I'm, I'm formulating a book. It's almost done and ready to roll here in a couple of weeks. But it's going to be a book that helps people to learn from other successful people um, in the world, things that they've said, quotes they've shared, things that help you to understand how to have certain principles in your life to become a person of success, understanding that it starts on the inside first. And, um, and I think that book would be a, a fun resource for people to be able to really dig into, especially now, um, living into what success looks like on the on, on life, which is actually where it starts on the inside. So I'm, I'm excited to have that book come out here shortly as well. Good. Do you have a, uh, a, a date set? Good question. I've been asked that a lot lately because I've been uh, teasing it out here on LinkedIn lately. Um, I'm I'm hoping to have it within within the first week of of December. I like to have it out there so folks can have it for Christmas and and other things of that nature. So it should be ready to roll with within the next two weeks or so. Great. Looking forward to seeing it. What advice uh, would you give someone that um, that uh, was thinking about starting a business, but not quite sure if they had uh, what it takes, so to speak. They're sort of doubting themselves a little bit. What, what advice would you give someone? Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but really, <laughs> run! That's just like, uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world, folks. It, it, People make it sound like it's easy, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. And yeah. and what it really comes down to is, are you called to this, right? It's not about a J-O-B. It's not about working a job, right? right? It's about living into your call. And when you do that, it takes way more effort to do those things than it does to go some some place to work for some company and punch some clock and get a paycheck. 
but when everything is on your shoulders and everything leans on you and you're the one responsible for it all, it's a completely different story. And some folks are like, bring it on, I want it. I'm like, you have no idea what you're asking for. Um, and that's where it's fantastic to have preparation. So I think it's it's very important to uh, to be prepared, to do research, and to to weigh your options. Not every great thing you hear online is a great thing. And not every great person that's on there that has all these great offers is the right person for you. It might be for somebody else, but it may not be just for you. So don't be swindled and move into fast uh, fast acting things. It costs you 500, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 15,000 plus dollars or more um, because you think it sounds right and you really don't know what sounds right yet. Right. It is a lot of work, but it's it's very rewarding. And if you're wired uh, to uh, to be self-employed or to own a business, uh, to be that entrepreneur that you always wanted to be, if you're wired uh, to be that way and that's how you think. Uh, well, you Matt, great advice for today. And, and thanks for sharing uh, your insight. Right. You, you really a need glimpse to, of how uh, you overcame huge and, personal and challenges and the steps. coaching no matter. How what can we're someone get in touch with you? Through COVID or, you know, ap- after COVID. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, waiting will never help you reach your dreams for sure. So, no, um, yeah, just having the idea doesn't mean it's going to come to you. At your... right. Hello, here's your whole business waiting for you right outside. Right, right. Doesn't right. happen that way. Right. Yeah, very simply, um, of course, my main social media hangout spots LinkedIn, so I'm very easy to find there, and I've got hundreds of videos and resources available for there, folks, for free every free, every day. And then my website is uh, is Matt Crump, my name, mattcrump.tv. So it's, um, why TV? Well, .com was taken, so I thought .tv sounded cool. So that's why I have mattcrump.tv. <laughs> Not it works. Matt Crump, it, it, the, the pink greeting cards. He's that's the that's the other Matt Crump. This is the guy who does the other stuff. <laughs> okay. Well, it works just fine. Uh, the .tv is becoming more and more popular. Yeah, it is. Matt, thanks. Because I started it. I think it was mattcrump.tv. Yeah. I started the whole thing. See, folks, that's what happens. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> A trend setter. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Matt, thanks again for your time and uh, uh, your availability for for an interview. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Tom. It's been fun for us to get together. Finally, it's been fantastic. So thank you for having me here today, too. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Please let me know what you think of today's episode and your thoughts on the topic. Please give us a like in Apple iTunes or whichever app you're using. It helps us out a lot. Again, for more information about how I can help you through the small business startup process, please go to TomClaremont.com. There you'll find a free download called The 7 P's to Profitability. It addresses the issues and the elements you'll need to have a profitable personal brand business. 